0: Hi. Short Bus Debate Club. It's a bus rolling.
1: I can get on board. (laughs) Hello. I'm Darren Jolly.
0: (laughs) It's time to get this short bus started. So let's roll and on with the show. Buenos dias, and welcome to the show. <laughs> this is Brian Courtney with Short Bus Debate Club. And as always, I've got Darren Jolly here with me.
1: Buenos dias. Lo siento. Taco Bell. What does that mean?
0: I'm sorry, Taco, I'm sorry, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> so, <laughs> We've already hit the rails, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this episode, we are going to talk about the Indian Child Welfare Act. Um, But before we get in that too far, I want to apologize to you guys. I lied to you on the last episode. I do and have listened to other country music besides Johnny, Willie, and Waylon. Um, There's a guy named David Allen Coe who I was introduced to through Dimebag Daryl from Pantera because they did a record called Rebel vs. Rebel. And David Allen Coe, was a brilliant songwriter. He actually wrote Johnny Paycheck's song Take This Job and Shove It. But um he also did a lot of brilliant songs like Come Stains on My Pillow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you sing that? Can you give us a little of a, a little bit of <laughs> so
0: I figured it wasn't too bad to to say that because he's a well, a redneck or a cowboy, and we're going to be talking about Indians or Native Americans, so I thought I could kind of mix it up and tie the two together. Since
1: you're doing, I just want to apologize to Fife Dog. I know that he's dead now, but uh, when I kept saying Q-tip when I had my signals crossed and then I went and looked back into it, I mean, when he was out touring, uh, he had kind of an episode right after a show. Um, that and, was a
0: diabetic thing.
1: Yeah, and his, it was like his aunt was on tour or something, and she said, you know, everybody, and she's, she was uh, she was in the medical profession. She so said, got, we got a lot of people that's diabetic in the family. He died when he was like 42 fucking years old, dude, like when he was just a pup. Yeah, and Q-Tip's still around, and he's got this like 12-year-old kid that's like trolling him, trying to get him to go back and do that like high-minded political fucking rap, but Q-Tip, I just don't think he's feeling it as much as he was back in the day. I think that he misses his boy Fife dog. So,
0: well, he he did a solo album. Yeah, he
1: did. Yeah. Um, called renaissance or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I think, think he's actually done a couple, but it it doesn't matter. I don't think that they sold the way that that tried
1: stuff. Did. Yeah, dude Midnight Marauders. I mean, they had a few they had a few good albums, but dude Midnight Marauders was the fucking best album that they ever had. And the non-politically correct comment that I made, if you go back and listen to Midnight, Rem- Midnight Marauders, you should know that I was actually quoting a line from a song that's on Midnight Marauders and the way that I said uh, da-da-da-da. I,
0: I didn't think you were being politically incorrect.
1: Well, I, I appreciate your support. That's, that's yeah. nice. For
0: so, our six listeners, if any of you guys were fucking offended, no. You're all fucking bad. You're
1: like 98% of you are in Virginia anyway. So you're never even going to fucking see us. Come out to Colorado. Come to my post office. I might not be there for much longer because I'm starting a lot of shit right now, but that's a different story for a different day. So let
0: me jump back to the the intro again. Um, Now that we've covered our apologies from the last show. (laughs) Um, The Indian Child Welfare Act, you know, I don't know if it's politically correct to call it that or not. Back in 1978, there wasn't a whole lot of political correctness, especially coming from Congress. Um, no, we were still sleeping.
1: We still hadn't woken.
0: I I don't ever know whether to call these people indigenous or tribal or Native American or the people we fucked over really bad. That's generally the one I go with. But... Um, Anyway, Indian Child Welfare Act Institute in 1978 um, has been kind of a hot topic recently. And we kind of want to talk about it to go over, you know, what the government says they're doing compared to what they're actually doing. Um, and sort of the voids that have been left because of... Congress enacting an act that they don't really have any recourse to enforce because of the fact that it's the states and municipal agencies that are the ones going on to Indian land and and doing this so you want to give the background on it or should I
1: you can give the background on it
0: okay so this act was instituted like I said in 1978. And according to the Bureau of Indian Affairs, the Indian Child Welfare Act was instituted because, and I'm going to quote this off of the Bureau of Indian Affairs website. Well, maybe. God damn it. Where the hell is that thing? Um, anyway. To i'll I'll just go ahead and paraphrase. They said that they were enacting this piece of legislation because too many Indian children were being taken from their tribes and their families, and that it is up to the United States and Congress to ensure that the future of these native peoples, are well there because they should be with their, their people and learn their traditions, religions, ideologies.
1: In, in yada yada yada. In sixty-nine and seventy-four there was an agency, Association of American Indian Affairs, uh, they they showed there was a there was a period called the sixties scoop and twenty-five to thirty-five percent of native children were removed from their families in this, in the fifties and sixties. And this, this is, I mean, it's so curious when we talk about like the history of, of, of native Americans, like honestly. Um, and you know, there's the the aggressive moments of genocide that that we can talk about where the military was acting the way that they were acting, uh, you know, way, way further back than what it is that we're talking about here. But, uh, uh, we have to understand it. We'll get into this more later. Native American communities reproduce their existence in different ways than the greater, you know, us country. And, uh, the, the powers that be inside the United States don't fucking like that. And they certainly don't like several hundred fucking go ahead. They don't like several hundred communities doing it in different ways that are undermining the logics that govern, you know, uh, are dictates of power. So the, how do you do that? How do you break those things up? Well, you. what was the thing that we said about the, the Nocturna thing? You know, what's the problem with Scotland? Well, there's too many Scots. So how do you get rid of them? Well, you breed them out. Well, if you want to get rid of Native Americans, you pull them out of their fucking communities and you remove them and you turn them into something else other than what they are, where they grow up in those spaces.
0: You know, though, we and I'm pretty sure you were here when we were having this conversation, but they've been trying to do that with these native populations for a long fucking time. I mean, they were stealing them from their, their homes before there were even reservations. I mean, and taking them to boarding schools, putting them into slavery. I don't think they were doing both. And I think maybe the people that were putting them in the boarding schools actually thought that they were doing some sort of altruistic thing. I'm sure that that was bullshit. And and that that they they were, they were changing them from savages to Christian people who understood (laughs) the Lord. Um, The ones that were, you know, putting them into slavery and, and shit like that. I don't think that they had any altruistic, things in mind um (laughs) but either way these kids have been stolen for a long time and a lot of them would leave the boarding schools and run back to the tribe and a lot of those people that ran away ended up being just like the slaves and they would be hobbled um you know they would be beaten Mm -hmm. flogged fucked up beyond all repair yeah um in a lot of cases, that didn't stop them from running away. But you know, th- there are some stubborn people out there. I I'm one of them. I don't think I would go to a fucking boarding school.
1: No. Well, I, 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 even as I, as a freshman in high school, we had to read this book about uh, this kid who they, they they lived in a tribe in this area where uh, there was a like a, a mill, and you know they do forest – you know, and, and they weren't able to survive as well on the tribal lands. So this, this mill would pull Native Americans. And this is like I said, this was more like 1930s or something like that. And, uh, um, there was the company store during that time period. So, uh, you would, it would cost you so much money to survive that you would become dependent on the company store and they'd keep you basically locked into that position forever. Well, there's, a, a mother, a father and a child. Um, and, uh, uh, the, uh, the husband's a smart guy and he, they're, they're very He saves a bunch of money. Uh, one of the, uh, um, uh, the other native Americans, uh, steals his money, right? So he goes and fucking kills the guy and then they, they have to go and take off. So they go a couple of mountains over and they live wild, you know, and, uh, over one, um, one winter, the, the husband dies. Um, so he and his mom would come down and she'd like make these, uh, like baskets, and they trade them. And dream catchers, yeah,
0: shit, the tourist, of, buy. yeah, yeah, a lot of dream catchers, turquoise jewelry
1: in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so they like after the husband the husband died, she go down. They trade, Um and this kid like like so like from the time he's like four, he sees you know four, five, six, seven, and then his mom dies that next winter, and he's like nine at that point in time, but he knows how to live and he's got like a bear that fucking hangs out with him and shit like that and uh he goes and makes the fucking uh the baskets and goes down to trade them. and the fucking bear comes down with him when he does it and of course everybody shits their fucking pants because first of all this kid's like 10 years old and he's trying to fucking trade he doesn't speak a lick of english and he's got a fucking bear that's wandering around with him down there so obviously they
0: killed the bear. Well,
1: they well they 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 trapped him and they you know and and they did the same thing with him at the same time. So there's this like metaphor that they're fucking trying to draw in that moment. And uh, the bullshit story of the book is is about him becoming domesticated and he ends up becoming like this rodeo star and he breaks fucking wild horses and shit like that. It, 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 dude, it is so fucking disgusting. And that's what I had to read as a fucking freshman. But there's no doubt like this is it's that that sort of like Sentimentality, like you, you're, you're you're bringing this person into a, a modern existence. And,
0: well, like I yeah. said, I mean, they they thought that the Indians were savages, yes. um, and I think that people still think that. There's there's something, and I've I've tried to figure it out for a long time, um, but there's something. Where people in general think that, well, I would treat my kid this way, so that's the way everybody should treat their kid. It's like
1: universalizing your yeah.
0: Well, every kid is fucking different, and you've got to treat them differently, right? So I probably, if somebody would have found out, would have ended up being thrown in a foster home. Of course, I was old and still stubborn, but when I was 16 that time... We were all getting drunk in the living room, and my mom walked in, and she's like, every one of you fuckers out now. And I was like, fine, if they're leaving, I'm leaving. And she went wham and gave me a fucking right hook and then followed up with the left. <laughs> Anybody would have seen my mom punch me twice. The cops would have been called, whatever. Whatever. I fucking deserved that. I deserved all the fucking little hits on the head she gave me when I had her in the full Nelson, trying to get her to stop hitting me. (laughs) Um, But that would have been considered child abuse. I got spanked as a kid. But my mom explained to me, I had to spank you, because you wouldn't fucking stop unless I did. Rhonda, or whatever my sister's name is, (laughs) I I didn't have to do that. All I would have to do is, you know, give her a stern look and, you know, maybe raise my voice and she would stop. So that's in the same family that two kids are being treated differently. So how can we expect that every fucking family, especially with different traditions and rituals, yeah, you know, some of these tribes, I don't know if they still practice it, but there's that thing where you become a man and, you know, you—if it, it's not necessarily a walkabout like the aboriginals, but it's being out in the wild. Maybe you got to go hunt and and get your first elk by yourself, whatever the case is. If you send this 12, 14 year old kid out in the woods with a fucking bow and arrow or a knife they consider that neglect, or or child abuse, child endangerment, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and that's part of a tradition that has been rooted in their history for so fucking long that they were doing it before we came here and and fucked them all over. And
1: you're talking about hundreds of tribal positions that are just like rich and, and complex and and unique to them unto unto themselves. Right, and and they have familial constructs in that that do not reflect our understanding of familial constructs either so like it's not just the rituals it's the way that they think about their extended community so like in some of this Iqua stuff they talk about neglect and you'd be being raised by you know your your paternal grandparent you know or whatever you know whoever or you know an aunt or somebody you know and we think something about that is be you know because it doesn't fit like you said you know our rational our modern notion of what our
0: fucking waspy yeah. bullshit whatever the fuck you want to call it dude i yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it was through that these misunderstandings that they yeah th- this continued to happen so then the ICWA stuff came into place so that there was intermediaries that were making sure that these kids were not being Removed from their communities, or at least that was the intention of it.
0: That was the intention. Now, here's something: like I pulled the Iqua FAQs, right? Mm-hmm. The facts. Um. So they actually fucking admit. Uh, where are those numbers? Um. They admit to the fact that they fucked up and they're not quite doing their job right. Because Native American children end up in foster families. Hold on, I'm looking for the number. Can you, like, talk or hum or something while yeah. I'm looking at this? da
1: da 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 Fucking asshole, that's not Jeopardy. I know, I'm a dick. So, um, I, I can't get into the, the legal side of these things too much yet. About all the briefs. there. Was, so, there were 497 federally rec- recognized... Native nations, including all nine federally recognized tribes in Oregon, 23 states, 87 members of Congress, and dozens of child welfare advocacy groups briefs, filed a briefs imploring the Supreme Court to leave ICWA in place.
0: Okay. I found the numbers I was looking for. All right. Now, so this is, again, from the Bureau of Indian Affairs, um, and this is the ICWA FAQs. So, this data is based on 2013 data, so it's a little bit old, but I'm guessing it hasn't changed much. Um, Native American children are represented in state foster care at a rate of 2.5 times higher than the general population. In some states, Native American children are represented in foster care systems at rates as high as 14.8 times than the general population. So, these kids are getting fucked.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they're, I mean, they're, the intention is clear. I mean,
0: yes, but okay, so, and, and I've got a couple of other laws and acts that, that kind of stack on top of this that were supposed to help support ICWA. Um, but the intention was there and, and I respect that. I think probably in the seventies there were a couple of fucking hippie Congress people and they felt for these tribes and so they pushed this legislation through. And back then I don't think they could do as much of the The
1: pork belly you stuff. Was, you think it was hippie congress people? <laughs> Is that what you said? <laughs> Peace, yeah. man we got to make sure that these Native American tribes... I went to these Grateful Dead shows in San Francisco in 1968 right after they stopped being the the magic people or whatever the fuck they called them.
0: Well, I just picture Congress in 78 being more liberal than... And I don't know if that's the case, dude, but I mean, why in the fuck would they pass this law... Because again, okay, so here's here's the problem with this law. Congress says you can't take kids from the tribe. Kids are still continuously taken from their tribe.
1: So the neglect. So the, that's what you. You create intermediaries, right? So what they when they create the law, they did they want you to develop a structure to make sure that.
0: Okay, well, the way that the law was written is that if if a kid is going to be taken involuntarily, they have to write and submit this form to the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Mm -hmm. That changed later, and they had to submit it not only to the Bureau of Indian Affairs, but the tribe itself. Okay? So they put this thing in place that was supposed to make sure that these kids weren't involuntarily pulled from the tribe. But again, Congress has no true enforcement arm. Yeah.
1: They They, can
0: pass legislation and it's at the federal level, but what they're essentially saying is, Hey, Colorado, Texas, Oregon, you guys up in fucking Minnesota
1: Down in Florida. You have to create some sort of mechanism.
0: You are now in charge of making sure these kids are not taken. Or, if they're taken, that they're taken for good fucking reason. And you now have to prove it. There's, like I said, a bunch of forms that have to be filled out.
1: And all these different, like, uh, uh, like caseworkers and shit that would come in and look at this and that.
0: I would guess so, but...
1: I I didn't get into all of that. And that's because you because it's gonna be happening on a state level relative to the nations where they're functioning. It's gonna be it's gonna be different. So
0: well, not just a state level, but you gotta think about it. It's more of a municipal level, right? Oh, oh wow. Okay. Because the fucking Navajo tribe down in Arizona is right
1: outside of Scottsdale. And if it's gonna be a caseworker, it's gonna be it's gonna have to be through the through the city. Like or the county
0: or something down like in, that. in Albuquerque, the tribe is uh, right
1: outside in, Albuquerque. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: You know the fucking Mountain Utes are right outside of Durango,
1: which means the people can, you'd have the Durango people going down there and reviewing shit, or
0: the Ignacio people, okay,
1: I okay, guess,
0: yeah, or the county sheriff or yeah, something whatever,
1: like that. yes,
0: uh-huh. but there's another problem. And that is these places, because in a lot of these acts we're talking about, yeah. uh-huh. they talk about it as an Indian reservation or Indian country. So it's supposed to be a sovereign state. They're supposed to be untouched by the outside. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they talk about enforcement being the federal government, which would probably be the FBI. Those are the cocksuckers that went down and fucked with all of those yeah. guys with the casinos in the 90s.
1: Well, and fucking put old oh, uh, Leonard Peltier in fucking prison for the rest of his fucking life. Right. Fuck you motherfuckers.
0: So the FBI, um, and then it says, or state local regulations. Uh,
1: well, it's such a huge contradiction there, dude. It
0: is. And that's the void that I was create or talking about at the beginning is because since Congress has no enforcement, I mean, they there might be certain Congress people that can call the director of the FBI and say, I need you to fucking do this now. But for the most part, the FBI doesn't give a fuck what a Congress person is saying. Fuck you. I don't care about an act that was, Put in place in 1978. Mm -hmm. So. Then we have all of these states. That are still doing this shit. At at 2.5 times the rate. Or 14.8 times the rate. Um. It it just. It. it, I know I say this all the fucking time. And it's just true. But it, it breaks my fucking heart. I mean. We just can't. Stop fucking these people over. And I know that there are other people we fuck over. Actually, if you're fucking poor, you get fucked over on a regular basis and the Native Americans are just part of that rich tapestry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The rich tapestry of getting fucked over.
0: (laughs) I mean, it doesn't matter. Black, brown, yellow... Red, and if you, have, white.
1: if you have a different vision of a future of a way of making the world you know go forward, then you're gonna get ass fucked the whole way. And in indigenous, you know, nations are the epitome of that because they have their own and because they're technically sovereign nations, like you said, like which is something that the in the long term the United States is clearly not going to so, like the the background of the case, I mean, I don't want to trivialize it, but the Brock family, they had, uh, I think one or two foster kids and all this shit came up about it. Right. And all of these, because of the nature of it, like there was a ruling that was made on, I think it was on behalf of them at a circuit court below. Um, and immediately like it was brought up, uh, in to the, to the Supreme court. And there are like four main, uh, people that are, that are like, or four main, uh, People that are, are spaces that are being argued with regards to it. And I, I don't pretend to understand any, any of that. Like I just said, all the different people that that had interests that, that filed the miscus briefs in relation to it, I mean, suggesting that they're interested parties. I mean, that, that is a fucking ton of fucking briefs that are being filed. They're going to have to do a lot of research if, you know, this incredibly conservative, you know, monkey court that exists right now uh, is going to uh, honor anything to do with like history or you know, ideas of what it is that a Native American uh, right to be their own nation should be. Well, like,
0: and that, is, But see, that makes things even more complicated uh-huh. because piggybacking on top of ICWA
1: mm-hmm.
0: are two laws. And we can end up going into some definitions, which I know are a fucking hoot, right? Um, but... So besides ICWA... There is the Native American Children's Safety Act, which was enacted in 2016, and I think maybe they put this into effect because they wanted to continue taking these kids and putting them into foster care, but basically what it says is that, so this was in 2016, like I said, or if I said it, and... It essentially says that any family that is going to adopt a Native American kid or foster family a Native American kid has to have background checks. And those background checks have to comply with NASCA before those kids are moved. So that was the latest law. Um, But then the other one, and This is the one where I think some of the definitions kind of are more formulated. But this one is the Indian Child Protection and Family Violence Prevention Act. Um, The definitions basically, so it is managed by the Bureau of Indian Affairs and the Department of the Interior. A child means any individual who is under 18, so that's pretty standard shit, right? Child abuse includes, but is not limited to, any case in which a child is dead, yeah, that sounds kind of like abuse, or exhibits evidence of skin bruising, bleeding, malnutrition, failure to thrive, which is fucking vague as a motherfucker, burns, fracture of any bone, Subdural hematoma, soft tissue swelling, and such condition is not justifi- justifiably explained or may not be the product of an accidental occurrence. Oh, and in a case where a child is subjected to sexual assault, molestation, exploitation, sexual contact, or prostitution. Because it turns out that these people with the federal government that were supposed to be managing these kids. We're in there fucking diddling them. Um yeah, dude. Like these people from I don't know if they were from the Department of Interior or Department of or Bureau of Indian Affairs, but they were in there fucking molesting these kids. And I don't know, it didn't say on which reservation or whatever, but I mean it's just said that all of these things are greatly underreported. So those are are some of the definitions. There are others like neglect, but my point is like so. A friend of mine, a friend of ours, lived down in Phoenix for a long time, and he used to go to the reservation. I don't know often, somewhat, but the government had built them all these houses, and they were nice houses, and Aaron that guy was, <laughs> you're not very good at this game no was complete I used to be better at it but for now I'm just talking um he said that so these these were nice houses but he was blown away because they took these houses and like ripped out the carpet tore up the floorboards and just started living on the dirt and he couldn't understand that I don't necessarily understand it. But they didn't want the fucking house. They probably didn't want the people on their reservation building the house. They didn't ask for a house. What they probably really wanted was to not be on some shitty piece of land that white people don't want.
1: They wanted to just continue to be be what they are. So the the point that I was driving at, and I think this is sort of like where where we're heading. I mean, with all the abuse and then all the various different things, this is this is uh, the the name of this article is Most firms don't advocate cultural genocide pro bono, but this big law firm will. So in in this article, <laughs> okay, so they're 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 talking about all these various different uh, things in relation to uh, what's going on in this case. But they say it here, so this is this is about the gibson dunn law firm right they got big offices here in denver but uh uh this is a fucking a bunch of shit can fucking ass bag motherfuckers that are fucking doing everything that they can to help to essentially uh, undermine any meaningful uh concepts of tribal sovereignty and so here this, this is this is one uh paragraph in here then there's the Gibson Dunn, the law firm which has been representing the Brackeens. The Brackeens is the one that I was talking about the family that had the um, the kids uh, that were fostered, uh, representing the Brackeens pro bono. The firm has uh, represented plaintiffs in several cases that take issue with laws specific to Native communities, right? So think about that, all right? Matthew McGill, he's the primary one who's acting on behalf of the Brackeens, but he's argued many of these cases where you're dealing with trying to break the backs of uh, nation sovereignty, uh, for, or Native American nation, na- nation sovereignty. So uh, Matthew McGill, the lawyer representing the Brackings, also serves as counsel for a casino company in federal case arguing that the Washington law limiting sports wagering to tribal entities is discriminatory. Gibson Dunn is known for representing Chevron in the decade-long lawsuit uh, by indigenous communities in Ecuador, the one that put uh, Stephen Donzinger on house arrest for over two years. Um, as well as the corporation behind the Dakota Access Pipeline. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's not just indigenous communities in the US. You need to understand that they're going after anybody that tries to undermine the logics of uh, uh, pro, uh, I'm not going to say free market, I'm going to say pro predatory capitalist activities uh, where any indigenous community uh, can make an argument that. Uh, says that they have the right to dictate their own life on those spaces. And these guys are trying to, and don't get me wrong, it's not just about capitalism. It's it's undermining any logic that has a different vision of how to have social reproduction function in a totally different manner than our bullshit Western ideological dispositions.
0: Well, so here's what's kind of funny about Gibson Dunn, and, and this kind of will tie things together. Or, or maybe not. I don't know. You you guys make the call. Um, so Gibson Dunn is a huge fucking law firm. They have like 1,700 attorneys and 20 offices in major cities all over the world, including here in Denver. Mm-hmm. They're all over in California, Dallas, whatever. Yeah. They're in Sao Paulo, Hong Kong, Paris. Um. One of their specialties is land use and development. Another specialty is betting and gaming. There we go. Um, And obviously there are a whole bunch with regard to regulatory stuff and and real estate litigation, all, all of that. But the reason that I mentioned betting and gaming and land use and development is because a lot of our tribes in the United States have had problems with both. Land use and development. um, Bunch of tribes in New Mexico got fucked because some mining company wanted to go in and mine plutonium. Or uranium. No.
1: One of them. Fuck. Something nuclear-ish.
0: Yes. Um, Mine uranium. No, plutonium. Uh, whatever. Does it, it really it matter? Yes, it does. <laughs> um, and they it, didn't
1: want and it. they I, didn't want them pulling that shit out of the ground. No,
0: and they didn't want them there. So that's land use and development type shit. Another tribe in Idaho got fucked because and, and actually more than one tribe across the country has gotten fucked because of this, because of the United States and whoever decided that they wanted to build a dam and a reservoir. So, they took more land away from them to build the dam and a reservoir. Um, so, that's the reason I mentioned the land use and development. But I mentioned the betting and gaming because.
1: Obviously, those nations have, they've given, the federal government's granted them this. They do. Sort of prima. Yeah. They're this. Yeah. They can do whatever they want.
0: Well, so much so that, you know, a lot of these companies like Foxwoods, that's not owned by natives, but. The natives let them open it and they it was get a piece. Yeah, uh right But I think if these guys actually bust up the sovereignty that we're talking about then Now Bally's can go in there. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah,
0: and not have to pay the tribe anything and keep all of the profits um Which, I don't know. I I think that might be kind of stupid because the casinos on Indian land, at least they weren't. That's why the FBI stormed so many of them. They weren't paying taxes on the shit. And I don't think they have to. Um, I think it was decided in 93 or 94, you know, fine. You guys are a sovereign nation. Run your fucking casinos. Do whatever. And that's why all of them started springing up all over the place Mm
1: -hmm. um we had a couple of them weird places in southern colorado that popped up i remember there for well
0: well, that one in ignacio has been there for a long time (laughs) but it was a little itty bitty shithole forever (laughs) like it was a shack well it's kind of funny so have you ever driven across the utah nevada border like and seen that. that, seen that one hotel that's like right there, and on one side it's a hotel I've on a restaurant. Got I need to get
1: something.
0: No, no, I mean uh, oh, the yeah. Nevada, Nevada, yeah. Utah border. There's a hotel. Yeah, it's course. a shitty shack, and on Jesus one side, Christ,
1: dude, I used to deal poker for
0: Okay. Yeah. And on one side it's a casino on the yeah, Nevada side. Yeah, and there's a that. white line painted down the yes, middle of it.
1: Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Sorry, that's
0: that's the kind of shitty wooden shack that the yeah, Ignacio, Ignacio one was. Okay. But they have recently upgraded that fucking thing. It's got this huge conference rooms and banquet halls and some sort of fucking concert thing and a six- or seven-story hotel. So they they definitely upgraded from they the little invet- shit They hall. had some
1: investors, though. It was probably not something they did just through the... Maybe.
0: I I don't know. You know. I mean, they could have gotten a fucking loan.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, maybe they found some fucking oil.
1: I, 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 I bet it's more like the cotton. I mean, what's it called, though? the one you said? The Connecticut one? Uh, Foxwoods? Yeah. That's, That's a big fucking poker room,
0: dude. I'm pretty sure, because if, if you look up the Southern Ute stuff, mm-hmm. they talk about ownership of it. Okay. I'm um. Sure And that's the tribe. I wish that I was a fucking 16th Southern Ute because that is a badass reservation. It's fucking in the mountains, trees, fucking.
1: Southwestern Colorado is the is it, one, it's,
0: most beautiful place. It's fucking awesome okay. compared to the mountain Utes, yeah. which they're on all of those rocks out there by Utah. Uh-huh. I wouldn't want to be part of that res. I wouldn't want to be a Ute. I wouldn't mind being maybe a bannock.
1: Have you really thought about this that much?
0: Fucking hey, dude. If I could
1: be a Native American, which Native American <laughs> would I be? Yes.
0: I don't want to be a Navajo because it's too fucking hot down there, dude. I, I
1: wonder <laughs> I wonder on some level though, and I don't wanna like I don't wanna whitewash anything that's like occurring in relation to this, but there are certain things that like dumb fucking white European people could learn from these folks that might help us to not kill ourselves, you know. When I think about like like the white buffalo myth and all that kind of shit, and uh, like maybe the, tr- the 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 transcending of that those those restricted sovereign spaces might I think, might create some opportunities for some unintended consequences that that would really be extremely beneficial for us as human beings. And I, I, look, I I don't think that what I'm saying is true at all. But About I, like, the I'm learning
0: saying, from them thing?
1: I, no, I, I don't think that it will happen, but I think oh. that there's a possibility. There's like a, you know, like a glimmer of hope, you know, when like, when fucking Andy's talking to Red and he says, you know, because Red says, don't fucking fuck hope, you know. You just that's, don't let that shit get in your head, you know. Remember, Red, hope, hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of all things. Like in the most impossible situations, like in fucking Shawshank Redemption right there. You know, like maybe these fucking people that understand something about being stored the land in ways that the only only people in the United States that understand it in a, even a comparable way to Native Americans is like like ranchers and farmers that were really good ranchers and farmers. No,
0: no, because ranchers and farmers are generally Christians and they think that the fucking earth belongs to them and they will f- Fuck it from here to eternity. All of the ranchers have killed the wolves in Colorado. They kill coyotes fucking out in eastern Colorado like crazy. Prairie dogs don't fucking exist.
1: They're better stewards of the lands than the people who are fucking digging shit up and making houses and fucking... I'm not saying they're perfect.
0: They're better than developers, yes. So,
1: again... To, uh, if if I can pull back the ranchers, because my main point was the you know that that yes. that if we if they're forced out of those those spaces, maybe they could you know knock some sense. Well, into that's the rest what
0: of us. that's what they understand, and that's what like Eastern philosophies understand is that we're all part. It, it's a fucking symbiotic relationship. God didn't give that to me. That mountain, that gold,
1: no, the gold in the mountain, right. I actually belong to it more so than the other way around.
0: Yeah, because once we're gone, the earth is going to fucking redo whatever, turn us into fucking oil for the next dipshits 2,000 years later. (laughs)
1: Two million. Let's put it a
0: Well, I figured there's going to be a lot of heat and pressure because of all the plastic and the fact that the ozone's
1: gone. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be able to recycle us that quick? Is that what you're suggesting? That's kind of funny, actually. We fucking suck, dude. as a society. Like, it, like when I think about all of these, like, the Gibson Dunn guys or whatever. Oh, that's a band, isn't it? It is. It was. It was Gibson Dunn. Blah, yeah. like, these ass hands, you know, they, they just fucking, when they get turned into, like, oil for the next ones in 2,000 years, that'll be a good moment. Because these guys should, as much hot air as goes on in their head, they probably will produce some really incredible energy, that's for sure. Because they're Um, some dumb motherfuckers. They
0: really are. But, I mean, you know, so the Department of Interior runs the Bureau of Indian Affairs. Mm -hmm. But the Department of Interior also runs the Bureau of Land Management. And the Bureau of Land Management, especially in the last fucking 20 years, are completely fucking retarded. I
1: mean, the BIA has been awfully shitty in the past. In several
0: no, I'm, I'm several not years. saying that they're, they're great. Uh, and it's, it's cause they have to take all their directives from the interior. Yeah. Um, but the BLM, I mean, almost all of the Mustangs are gone. They've gotten rid of all of them. A lot of that has to do with the ranchers and shit too. But, um, can we stick to the
1: fucking point? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The Department of Interior sucks, and they're—I mean, all of those bureaus are fucking retarded, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, if, you,
1: if you're—they're beholden to the same logic and the same power at when it when it all comes down to it. And if you're going to be part of the BIA, you might have—you're going to have divided allegiances, but at the same time, the people that are calling the shots are the people that are calling the shots, and you're—you're you're not going to be on you're not going to be functioning on behalf of those kids that are being forcibly removed from their, their homes through these. these
0: No. Or, and do you honestly believe that the government gives two fucks about any kid that's being beaten, let alone a native American kid?
1: It's all about perception. Right. It's as long as everything keeps functioning the way that it's functioning. And you know, that we, we keep, you know, we, us plebs keep functioning the way that plebs are supposed to function.
0: Which is just a cog in the wheel. That's right. Keep grinding motherfucker. Grind, grind, grind. Buy more shit. Be a consumer. Don't be a citizen. Fuck you. Power to the people.
1: Janae actually talked to me once about doing a podcast and she wanted to call it the peed and the pleb. <laughs> she thought that was a really good name. I don't, I don't know. if I, I still don't know if I like that. Because I know who the fucking pleb is, that's for sure.
0: I'm definitely a pleb, and it doesn't matter how much money I fucking make. I'm just a pleb. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't become anything
1: else than anymore. I I've seen too many things that uh, will force me in directions to where I'll die for what I believe in if it's necessary. So.
0: No matter how much shit I've got, how much should I buy, whatever I sell... I'm, I'm just a fucking cog, dude. And they know that.
1: I just, it, dude, it, 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 it's hard, though, when you look at situations like this where, I mean, they're, they're at such a disadvantage. Like
0: They are, but it's it's not. So we're we're coming real close to an hour, so I don't want to get into it too much, but. Those numbers, two point five percent and fourteen point eight percent. I'm really interested in finding out which states were the fourteen point eight. I have a couple of fucking guesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say Texas is one of them. Oklahoma is Texas one is of right.
1: them. Texas is where this this is originating from. So <laughs> <coughs> I'm I'm Nebraska, sure that Oklahoma is really,
0: one of so. them. Uh-huh. Um,
1: yeah, they're
0: not. Mississippi is probably one of them. And and I think a lot of these kids are being pulled in, like, oh, we're going to protect you, and and send you to school, and you know you're not going to be a heathen anymore. But you know they're making them work the land, they're making them work the farm.
1: You you said Oklahoma. I just there's a there's this singer songwriter that I love. His name's James McMurtry. He wrote this song called Top Bingo. Like the images of some of like what's going on on those reservations, like in you know like just uh, people being exploited with like crystal meth problems, like not just not just liquor, you know. um, Oh, dude!
0: Look up in fucking North and South Dakota. Those guys are fucking drunk meth heads. Can't speak their native tongue anymore. They don't know how to do the the dances. Any any of the rituals they've are, are really just gone. They've been broken. Yeah. Broken now they're starting to do some stuff like they replenished the buffalo herd, mm-hmm. and so they're starting to sell buffalo off and and you know bring some money in, and they're putting that money back into the reservation. And it's
1: still not the same thing as you know. No. The they connected to
0: it. It's it's yeah. not. I mean we. Yeah, it's we insane. fucked them over yeah. so bad, dude. I mean,
1: you know, if we fucking die off, they're gonna they're gonna rip past us.
0: And you know, so I said I wanted to be a Southern U. Right? Uh-huh. Well, but here in Colorado, we had the Arapaho, we had the Kiowa, uh-huh. we had Cheyenne, uh-huh. some Sioux, you know, up in the uh-huh. the, the north, Northeast. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, we uh-huh. had fucking tribes all over the place and and these tribes because they were, I don't know if they were smaller or if they were just completely fucking wiped out but they broke a lot of those tribes off and so like even though it's Choctaw Nation they moved Kiowa down there and at least initially when these other Native Americans showed up to a tribe reservation that wasn't Theirs, they weren't welcomed with open arms, especially if they were enemies to begin yeah. with.
1: Uh-huh. There's a lot of history when it comes to those folks. So,
0: so again, it just, you know, breaks my heart. I, I wouldn't mind being an Arapaho or a Kiowa, even though they may have been wiped out or just...
1: I, think I for could. the most part, you'd just rather not be a white guy. You'd rather not be a black Irishman anymore.
0: I don't want to be a black Irishman. Um, okay, so regardless of whether or not you want to be a Native American, um, black
1: Irishman for that matter,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you uh, need to probably do some research on this stuff if
1: it if it piqued your interest at all. We I, didn't even get into the arguments. I found I found them all just a little bit ago, but there's four four hours of them on YouTube that you can. Uh, if you're a legalese goofball, but boy, that will be some boring ass shit, man. Do you do have to know some stuff about?
0: Well, it's a killer. And again, I mean, there are probably, like I mentioned, three, two of the acts that were piggybacked on the one that we were talking about. But you can find more, I'm sure, because we're, we're trying to burrow our way in and and take away as much power as we can well you know providing optics that look like we're letting them have their own shit
1: yeah indeed they did have oral arguments on the case though on the 9th and they're supposed to settle it uh, allegedly sometime in the spring of 2023 but uh you know i you know i have to like chief justice roberts like i Every now and again, he'll pull something out of his ass that surprises me. But uh, after they did what they did with uh, uh, Roe v. Wade, um, I, I, I don't I don't look for a very hopeful outcome. in, in, in this case, you know, I I I think that.
0: Uh, well, maybe we can revisit the fucking findings in like March of 2023 if they're out by then. Sounds, um, sounds good. Because I think there's a, a few topics we need to revisit. I think we need to do drug policy again um, because we didn't go very in depth there. But there's there's a bunch of shit we need to talk about that we haven't. So keep
1: speaking of which, listening. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, cryptocurrency on Monday, I think. Yes, indeed. And uh, we're gonna do some uh, some uh, martial,
0: martial arts, arts movies. movies.
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> As we sit here and be so sensitive to native issues, we just uh we're doing our
0: Hi-ya. Yeah. um the the war cry. Yeah, so and and Friday's show is still kinda up in the air, but we'll let you know next week. So Indeed. um not that any of you guys are emailing, but if you want to email us, email shortbus debate club at yahoo.com 720334 roll and for those of you that don't understand the roll it's 7655 5. um because I keep putting it in text or in you know r.o.l.l mm-hmm. l and I'm uh, not sure if they're if they understand they're that. not rolling no because they don't call We de- we have had a few calls but nobody leaves a message so um, okay. Well, keep in touch. We'll talk to you next week. Later.